1: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com.
2: Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, the ex-WWE star banned from AEW. WWE stars draw huge backstage praise. AEW's ticket sales for All In are getting silly. <laughs> and the latest
3: on WWE's plans for Logan Paul, I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. And this
2: is The News. Oh, we are going to kick things off today talking about the ex star banned from wrestling for Ooh. AEW. It's The Rock. <laughs>
3: It's hey, Shane up. McMahon.
2: <laughs> Shane McMahon would be funny, Hey, okay, get well Let's go. Let's go. go. Have you seen that robot attached to his leg at the moment? What? It's crazy. Yeah, he's healing. He's healing and peeling. Uh, no right. rush. So I made that up about The Rock, and he made that up about Shane. Yes. It's actually Tyler Breeze. Oh. I uh, say ex WWE wrestler because that's kind of only half true. He is still contracted to WWE. Uh huh. Fightful Select with the Scoopski here, specifically tying him to the Up Up Down Down brand. Of course. So although Tyler was released by the company in the difficult times mm-hmm. of the past few years, the pandemic. Um, he's on a deal that allows him to appear on up, up, down, down. So he's still contracted to WWE technically. Technically. Now, per the terms of this agreement, he cannot appear on AEW programming. Ah. So, WWE, obviously, there are rivals, you cannot go there. That would that would have been their thinking in Yes. It? Um, not saying it's right or wrong, you can decide that. Uh It's noted, however, that this would seemingly allow for his return to the ring elsewhere because Tyler has been announced for a prestige wrestling event on Uh the 1st of September. So he's coming back to the ring for the first time since he got released by WWE, which is pretty cool. And I'm glad to see that. Also, the terms of his agreement would seemingly allow him to run his wrestling school. Who's he run that Is it flat back? Was it with Sean Spears? Yes, I think yeah. so. I seem to remember them chopping the crap out of Chris Van Vliet. That's right. Poor Chris, man. I hope your chest is recovered. <laughs> I know it was like three years ago, but hey. Um, and he's trained... I saw some photos in
3: for his birthday. His chest is
2: absolutely fine. he's in that shape, yeah. isn't he? I will yeah. never be in that shape. And he's like five years older than me. Yeah. How is he older than me? Not fair. How is Chris Van Vliet older than both of us? He looks like an oil painting. We look like. An old painting that's been left to rot for 50 In years. In a fire. <laughs> yeah, it's melted down and turned into a shoe. That's what we look like. Beautiful man, Chris Mavli. Yes. And he does great work as well. He does. Um, but Tyler's trained such people as Colton Gunn, Kiana mm-hmm. James, Cesar Brunoni... Um, I'm a huge Fashion Files oh. Breezango guy, so I'm glad he's coming back. Yeah, This contract term is interesting. Yeah,
3: it really is because, like you say, he doesn't sound like he's had the desire to get back into the ring since, what, 2021 when he was released. Yeah, who
2: knows if he even wants to wrestle for AEW. But I think I think
3: long-term he should be allowed to. I, I don't think people would be like, oh, my God, what a transgression. Yeah. The guy from Up Up Down Down, also in AEW. Yeah, he's a wrestler first and foremost. I think... If WWE don't want to use him in that capacity, then that's fine, but go and let him work wherever he wants to work. Obviously, there's some allowances. I think contract just says anywhere but AEW, to be yeah, perfectly honest. Yeah, you
2: can do whatever you want, but not there. But yeah,
3: yeah, let the man wrestle for everyone he wants to wrestle, and then afterwards he can go and play. Uno with his mates.
2: Let us know what you think down below. Do you reckon Tyler Breeze should be able to go with AEW if he wants to? Do you want to see him back in the ring? And if you don't, the answer to that—if you you know—say yeah. no to that. You are wrong. You're an idiot. You are wrong. <laughs> you are a silly sausage, uh, because. Uh, Man, I miss... Breezanger was goaded. It's really good fun.
3: Moving on now to two WWE stars who are drawing huge backstage praise for their work recently. I'm talking, of course, of Rhea Ripley and Natalya after they put on that banger for the... whatever the title's called now. Women's World Championship. Thank you. Uh, On Monday Night Raw this week, um, I think it's fair to say, without giving too much of a backhanded compliment, it surprised a lot of people, myself included. I think... We all thought from previous encounters, uh, this is going to be a pretty straightforward affair, but they they beat the crap out of each other in the best possible way. And Fightful Select are reporting that people backstage in WWE are very impressed by this, very happy with the gritty nature, according to Fightful Select. Encouraging people to watch it, following Money in the Banks, obviously everyone in WWE has been travelling a, a lot recently. Um, Rhea and, and Natalia took a quote, real beating during the contest. Uh, stiff, hard work and uh, they were very happy with how it came out and how it's been received as well. I thought it was match of the Night on Raw, um, which is, again, another backhanded compliment, but yeah, great stuff from both women here.
2: It was really, really good, and yeah, they, they levered each other in yes. the Like, Rio was busted open and all of that oh, stuff. Um,
3: bleeding from the mouth in a sharpshooter, what's not to
2: love? Yeah, it just enhances the, like, the ugliness of the conflict, which is what, what it should be. It should feel like yeah. a struggle, and it should feel like a battle for attrition. Uh, doesn't matter what style you're doing, right? You can do that with just elbowing people in the face. You can do that with flips. There's so many different ways, but ultimately wrestling has to come down to feeling mm. like a struggle and they accomplished that wonderfully. That, was it Baltimore they were in?
3: Yeah. Because yes, it was. Baltimore. It was home, <laughs>
2: All of, home of home of the Baltimore bastards. Of course, yes. Of course, my favorite NFL team. Come on team. boys. Uh, hate the San Francisco 69ers, <laughs> terrible. Um, I have lost my train of thought, but I thought it's quite interesting that they had the squash at Night of Champions, which was really effective. Yes. Like, that was the one minute, boom, 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 and it felt perfect. And then last night, they did the more competitive, not last night, this week. Yes. They did the more competitive match, and it felt perfect as well. It's a variety.
3: Yeah, and it was it was a quite a nice workaround from what we seem to be hearing, that Rhea Ripley had been carrying an injury recently. Yeah. So they sort of got away with it, in a way, because no one thought, oh, They've only done that because she's injured. They just thought, oh, Rhea Ripley kicks ass, and now she's back able to work full matches like this. They, she goes out and does that. Look, I think Rhea's having a sensational year so far. One of the matches uh, of the year, potentially, with Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Definitely. I thought they. I love their work together, Um, and I love how we work together. And if you love how we work together, make sure you hit that subscribe button, eh? We ring the bell. We do this every day. Look at that! I just sneak it in on there. Sometimes. What? What? When that? Yeah, you're a lot
2: better. You can tell you worked in radio, and I'm an idiot. Complete buffoon. Traffic and travel next. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of being silly, let's talk about these ticket sales for All In. Oh my God! Uh, by the way, if you're a new viewer, silly to me is a positive. Yes. So obviously, these numbers are completely insane, and it's really good. Work by the company. Have you seen this report? No. Okay. So last time we checked in on on all in ticket sales, they were at about sixty five k. Where do you think they're at now? A couple of weeks later. Uh,
3: a couple of weeks later. A couple couple of thousand. So let's say sixty nine k.
2: Nice. nice.
3: Seventy five. Jeez.
2: Yeah. It's, it's exploded over the past few weeks. So WrestleTix came through with the update yesterday. They've always got the scoop ski when it comes to ticket skis, brother. Yep. Uh, whatever. Yeah, just under seventy-five thousand actually, as of nine hours ago, seventy-four thousand eight hundred eighty-eight. It means there's roughly about thirteen thousand left. They've set up Wembley for 87,800 at the hell. moment, uh, and this is after they released some new tiers, like up in up in the sky. Um, some new seats have been released and stuff like that. Look at that map—it's crazy. There's some blue over here at the side. I don't know if this is on the screen right now, (laughs) but it's on my phone screen. uh, And those are the ones... That's it. Yeah, that's it. Dot dot everywhere. It's crazy. So this event continues to exceed expectations. They had the pre-sale on the 2nd of May, 36,000 gone straight away. The following day, up to 43. When they opened general sale, that immediately shot up to 60,000. Now they are creeping towards an absurd number. It's gonna be one of the most successful business-wise pro wrestling events ever. Yeah. Um, as a combination of volume and ticket prices. Um, as of late June, they had already grossed eight, eight flipping million dollars. I um, almost had 8,000 million there, that would be wrong. Uh, it's gonna break the gate record like tenfold yeah. at the end. Just a colossal success. There's nothing negative you can say about this at all. Uh, Huge win for them. Yeah. Tony Khan will be laughing all the way to the bank. Question. Is
3: every wrestling fan in the UK going to All In except me?
2: Yeah, I think th- I think so. <laughs> I'll Skype you in. I've got a good reason. Yeah, I'll Skype you in. I'll be like this. And how many people in
3: WWE are worrying about telling Vince about this? Yeah, you know when we said we should do the O2, maybe we should go for a bigger swing with Money in the Bank. Yeah,
2: Yeah, they should have as well because Money in the Bank sold out in like two minutes. Yeah. Like it was mental in the original release. WWE. I'd have gone. i yeah. 100% gone. They could easily have done a stadium for that show and, and drawn a very respectable number. The AEW one obviously has like the novelty appeal of yeah, it being their yeah. first time there, but it's WWE. It's the biggest company in the world. They'd have done great as well. And they're going to do Mania here. So yeah, they'll they're great it. Exactly. They'll do Mania here. It'll be in a stadium over two nights. It'll draw like 200,000 people. Yeah. It'll be a big win. Um, but the AEW thing is interesting. I think. It shows the power of CM Punk returning, yeah. Because this has happened in the past few weeks, and also the marketing campaign they had over the weekend. Very smart to market Wembley Stadium over Money in the Bank weekend when WWE's there. What was the term? Yeah, we really mean Wembley Stadium. Yes, that was a nice touch. Just playing on the. Also,
3: just so weird to see it be advertised. I think during the FA Cup final. Yeah, those two worlds shouldn't collide. I don't like this. Why is this? Uh, But speaking of Money in the Bank, by the way, a lot of people asking what's next for Logan Paul after that. uh, Great performance he put in, that insane spot he did with Ricochet. And that's who he's going to be working with going forward, according to a report from Dave Meltzer. Obviously, we saw that continued on Monday Night Raw. And if you're wondering why we had that bit where it's like, oh my God, check out this footage of Ricochet and Logan Paul brawling backstage after Money in the Bank. Basically, the company wanted to use that insane Spanish fly through the table spot as a bit of a viral moment and use that as a leaping off point for a few minutes between the two they felt it wasn't quite the way that they want it to be so they did the backstage brawl obviously set it up on Raw there's a face to face or a match I can't remember I think it's a face to face next week on Raw between the two of them Um, yeah they want to do rather than a marquee match according to Dave Meltzer with Logan Paul next they want to do an incredible athletic match
2: and yeah if you want to do that you go to someone like Ricochet yeah you you call up Ricochet Uh, there's no better option um Yeah, I think the spot of money in the bank proves to me, again, over and over, that people who like laugh and cry about botches and stuff are complete psychopaths who probably have no joy in their life um, because that technically was a botch. And yet, to me, it was made all the more impressive, right? By the way they landed on the ropes, that could have gone horribly wrong. They adjusted and they still hit the move. To me, that's more impressive in a way because they kept it going and they they didn't allow it to derail. Uh, Obviously, the bump looked nasty, but no one was hurt. And it looked awesome, so I don't I don't see any problem. I can understand from WWE standpoint why, like it not being as smooth. Maybe they want yeah. you know they, they want full smoothness or whatever. So they did the brawl on Raw. I get it. Uh, I think a rego a singles match between these guys will be stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like really, be, really looking forward to that. Stupid.
3: Yeah, and you know, I'm a man who likes you know flaws in his wrestling at times. Me too. When me people too. get slammed into tables or slammed through ladders and they don't break. I don't know, I just find that adds to it. And like you say, it just, it you know, we, we, we're wrestling fans, we know it didn't go to plan because it was usually so nice and polished, especially within WWE. Yeah. But they yeah, had that gnarly
2: element of it. Yeah! Yeah! Can't it's, wait to see what those it's two do. great stuff. I love things that don't break, I love spots that are recovered, and I like John Moxley with cocktail sticks. Jesus, coming Christ. out of his skull. Let's Sickle.
3: move on to your Twitter questions. At what WhatCultureWE, of course, you wanted to ask any questions to us. Or we also take questions on the YouTube community page. First question today comes from John Harrison, who writes, Good Wednesday, boys. All in is getting closer. We're buzzing for it. Ticket sales have been incredible. Uh, so when do we get the first match announcement and what do you think it'll be? Have a great day. You have a great day too, John.
2: Yeah, I think we'll get the first match announcement within the next few weeks. Yeah.
3: I feel like... You're less than two months away now, aren't
2: we? Yeah, it's kind of tough to put this one together because we have All Out the next week, and I do think right that All Out is going to be the more story based show. Yeah, and All In is probably going to be like a like a Forbidden Door style dream match card with a bit of story mixed in. So I don't necessarily think it's going to be people who are tied together with interlocking storylines or big elaborate narratives. I do think the first announcement will be very soon. I think that first announcement is going to be a Jamie hater versus Tony Storm. Like that. Uh, provided Jamie's healthy, her regaining the title in Wembley is too perfect to pass up. Yeah, I mean,
3: Punk's going to wrestle on it, I feel. Yeah. Um, I mean, he'll
2: probably be the first announcement. He here. might
3: be, but <laughs> then, then again, like you say, it's, it's not that like they need to to shift much more tickets... Um, So, yeah, maybe, yeah, I like the idea of it being a women's match, being the first thing announced, especially someone like Jamie Hayter, returning, obviously, from injury and trying to reclaim that belt of hers. Yeah, I just, we keep reiterating this point, so I'm just going to keep saying it. It doesn't need to be... A British person who has no connection to AEW because Britain. AEW yeah, fans yeah. have bought tickets to this show because they want to see the stars of AEW. As much as it's great for them to get more British talent on the show, it shouldn't just be Bob the Wrestler. <laughs> can he suplex it? Bob the Wrestler, yes he can. UK Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just for the fact of... God save our bloody wrestlers yeah we're not
2: getting in, are we like no <laughs> all, whatever but
3: yeah I like the fact yeah dream matches or just weird combos because yeah it's just something to look at Yeah, it? I like yeah some storyline weaved into it yeah just do like just any old match with no doesn't have any storyline connotation or anything like that just do I don't know MJF versus CM Punk again. Uh, Right, Jake, 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 Jake gives us our next question. I hear Miro and other powerhouses get fantasy book to squash and take the title off Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I say that pretty much every week on the AW Podcast. Uh, But what about a heel Keith Lee? Oh, interesting. Even though he's a natural babyface, I feel a heel turn and a miro S. title run could
2: heat him up. Keith Lee needs to wrestle Swerve before the world ends. Uh, First of all... (laughs) They're teaming up, aren't they? They Yeah, yeah. It's not my favourite storyline. It it was at one point, and now it's not. Um, So that needs to be crossed. For me personally, I love Keith Lee, but I feel like he's too jovial a guy to be a convincing heel. He's he resonates in every single wrestling thing he does as the nicest yeah. man on the planet. Like he's just got that energy. To me, I don't see him as a heel. I just think he's too impressive and too warm a presence.
3: Yeah. I want to see Miro take that title back first and too, foremost because then it gets it on the Saturday show and yeah. You know, they've, they've talked about it being sort of their big title over there, basically. Although Punk's carrying around a goodie bag, of course. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you. There is the argument, of course, of Takeshita. Yeah. Because everyone went, how are you going to make him a heel? And now he kicks a yeah. in that leather jacket and what have you. But, Dave, but yeah, Keith Lee's got unfinished business. Yeah. You're, you're 100% right. I'll tell you what, Keith Lee wrestles, but he doesn't talk. Because maybe that wouldn't come across as heelish. So Rick Ross manages him.
2: Oh, well, Rick Ross does appreciate a big mother effort, So, <laughs> he does. there you go. Dustin uh, Sentinel gives us our final question
3: of the day. You guys have yet to answer my question. Sorry for missing it, Justin. Sorry, Chief. Who'd win in a promo battle, The Rock in his prime, or L.A. Knight? Yeah! Uh, also, well, you owe me a scissoring, <laughs> Wilborn. There, sorry, I gave Justin. you one as well, there you go. Do you want uh, one from the eel? Too bad, he'll, <laughs> he'll bite you. Showering on an arm still. Yeah. Uh, this doesn't feel like a fair
2: fight. Yeah, th- this is. Uh, I love LA Knight. Yeah, I love LA Knight as well. But the thing about LA Knight, right, is that LA Knight wears his influences on his sleeve. Yes. There's a reason for so many years people are looking at Eli. Uh, Eli Drake I almost called him Eli Knight yeah. got the two names Eli up. Dupree <laughs> yeah <laughs> big Max Drake uh, when he was in like Impact oh, Max stuff. Drake's a good name yeah like the derogatory nickname that people went to with, with him and it, it's totally unfair was Stone Cold Rock Austin yes right? because Kevin of, Nash was saying something similar recently yeah I think it's really it's kind of a crappy thing to say uh, but the man absolutely Represents his influences. Yeah. He has the cadence and delivery of a combination of Steve Austin and The Rock. So even he would say did "Yeah." Do the motion rock... capture for them as well. I, I think feel he like. did. If I, I I I think that's another Chris Van Bleet revelation. Another possibly. Scoopski. Another Scoopsky. Ah, so like I think even LA Knight himself would say, yeah, the rock would cook me. Mm. Um and look, I think that you like Oh God, I've done, I've done it again. I think that La Knight is one of the best talkers in wrestling today and his overness is uh, an incredible achievement. But The Rock became the biggest crossover star in wrestling history by virtue of being the best talker and the most magnetic character. So... He's the person everyone, you know, MJF, anyone who comes through who's
3: got some good chops on him gets compared to. I think maybe this is going a little bit too far. And LA I love you, and I'd love to interview you again sometime. I interviewed him, I think, when he was Eli Drake yeah. uh, many, many moons ago. And so don't take this the wrong way, but it is a little bit like, my teenage son just got his first pair of running shoes. Now he's in a race with Usain Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> don't... Put them in that sort of situation. I think he's one of the best talkers right now. He's unreal. Alongside right. my best friend, of course, Maxwell Jacob Friedman.
2: We, uh, clarification. We're talking about a 9 out of 10 versus a 10 out of 10 here. Yes. It's not like, you we're, you know, we're, it's just, this, you know, tears. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, let us know your thoughts on that. Check
3: out this video and join us for the news tomorrow. We'll see you soon.
2: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.